We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome, everybody, to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. And this live edition of Group Therapy, we're coming to you following the Dallas Mavericks defeating the Memphis Grizzlies 114 to 113. Now, if you're hearing this in the morning, if you went to bed early, if something happened to where you decided, quite reasonably, I might add, that you were tired of the Dallas Mavericks shit and you'd wanted to go to bed, I don't blame you. It was a late game on ESPN. The Mavericks were looking a little sluggish. And by a little sluggish, I mean, Jonas Valanciunas was absolutely beating the crap out of the Mavericks on the boards. Uh, Dylan Brooks was humping Luka Doncic like it was going out of style, like a middle school kid at a dance party. It was really, really uncomfortable. And it just looked like things weren't going to go for the Mavericks. With uh, The Mavericks tied the game at 104 uh, with about, I don't know, X number of minutes left. And the, the Grizzlies kept putting on points. They scored two more on a pair of Jonas free throws. A slow-mo Kyle Anderson three-pointer put the, the, the Grizzlies up five, and the game fell out of reach. But then things happened. The Mavericks got all the way. Uh, Luka uh, kept driving to the basket, hit one of two free throws. By the way, sidebar, Luka, please hit your free throws. Uh, the Mavericks were down by two. They fouled Ted Cruz, sent him to the line. Ted Cruz missed both of his free throws after going and hitting six three-pointers in the game. And, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Grayson Allen, excuse me. And and with 1.8 seconds left, the Mavericks got the ball for a final shot. And what did they do? They drew up a, a, a play where it looked like Luka was going to take a step back from the left wing. Because as we've seen before, a few times, that's the place where Luka Doncic likes to shoot the ball. Then something strange happened. I looked down at my computer, 
And my wife screamed because I didn't actually want to look at the shot. I saw Luca rumbling, stumbling, bumbling all the way down. Let's a shot. I, I mean, do we really want to call this a shot? It didn't feel like a shot. It was an attempt at the rim from the three point line. His feet were clearly behind the three point line. As he stumbles all the way through, all the way underneath the rim, the ball falls to the net. The Mavericks win the game 114 to 113. I feel fantastic and we're going to talk about it for a few minutes all right i'm going to bring you up an order of request and now we already have like 10 people but uh, first i got to bring on mass moneyball cohort tim yeager tim what's up oh my gosh <laughs> my shirt is across watch. the room um i'm out of breath a little bit Dude, that's just it's just fun, man. That's exactly why we watch. I feel bad for those who turned it off in frustration or needed to go to bed. Um, we God, we just desperately needed this. And Luca, yes, he bailed us out, but there's no reason not to be happy. Don't overthink it. Just enjoy it. Um, those kind of shots don't happen often. Um, I mean, Luca has true two true buzzer beaters. I think you know. Game two playoffs in this one, all the others weren't or buzzer beater game winners. Um, Celtics was with like point one seconds left, so that should count. It reminded me of the Trailblazer one, his rookie year in the corner, but that was to tie it and send it to overtime. And I'm pretty sure we lost in overtime, uh, so it lost its power and flair a little bit. So good night. That's just so much freaking fun. Um, just yeah, a joy. Can't wait to hear what people say. Yep, hang out with me, Tim, if you don't mind. But if you got to go, I understand. No, I'm with you, man. All right, we're getting a packed room. We're getting a packed room. I have uh, 15 speaker requests. <laughs> so, guys, before you come up, uh, let's get to as many people as possible. Let's revel in this. Let's also uh, uh, move it along, um, just so we can get as many people up here as possible. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, cut off your mic or anything like that because we should enjoy this. But just be cognizant. All right, coming up first. Christian, Christian, thank you for joining us. Let's go. I'm so <laughs> excited. I was running. My girlfriend, she was taking a nap on the couch because she was, uh, you know, the game. I was pretty frustrated. Um, and then all of a sudden, and she she looked at the ring camera we have inside the house and just saw me, like, run across the kitchen and then back into the living room and back and forth. So, a good feeling, and I think, you know, yeah, it's a, just a crazy shot, but at the same time, like, between that DeRozan uh, game winner, between the Devin Booker one, I feel like we we're kind of kind of due for one there at the last second. So it feels good. Um, you know, I, I think there at the end, and I don't know how many times I've said this, where we don't play the full game, uh, with the energy necessary, it definitely picked back up in the last three minutes. But, you know, dear God, shoot Jason Richardson or Josh Richardson into the sun, get him away. I, oh my God, it was beyond frustrating to watch him. Uh, but luckily, Rick sat him. And I think, um, you know, what else can you say besides Luca Magic? Yeah, yeah, and and I agree with you. And so, so uh, in the chat, uh, uh, Robbie Lewis puts a Carlisle quote from the post game. I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I've lost to him because of half court shots. 
One time in Mexico City, I paid him off in pesos. I was so pissed. So, you know, there's people in, like the chat's obviously on fire at the moment. We're having a great time. And, and this is the sort of thing where this is having this special of a superstar. And so you, you have, you know, friends of the program and people who are just simply less emotionally invested who will who will kind of get on all of us for being grumpy. And, and it's because when you have a player that, that's, you know, things just happen for Luca. There's, there's too much of a, of a track record at this point. I mean, the man, you know, I feel supremely confident when he has the ball and that is just such a blessing. I'm really, I'm really grateful to be having it, but Christian, I appreciate you coming up. I'm going to bring on the next guest. If you don't mind. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sure thing, buddy. All right, coming up next, we have Jack Herman. Jack, you and I have already talked a little bit tonight when the game was slogging earlier. So uh, what did you think of the end? Um, I was so frustrated with Josh Richardson earlier in the game. I ripped my shirt. I think it was just a culmination of us just playing with no energy. Um, And I actually, I was like, okay, this game is over with like five seconds left. Um, and I just turned it off because Grayson Allen was going to the free throw line. And so, and then my friends were texting me like, Luca, Luca, Luca. And I turned it back on and I saw that he had hit it. Um, and then I just started jumping around because we, we need this win. And like, we've had such a tough up and down season and like, we need to win any way that we can get it. And even though we played like shit and I think it shouldn't be lost on us that Kleba played horrible. He had such a bad two minute stretch where he just, like, couldn't defend anyone. I was surprised they didn't throw in Melly at all during the game just to give him some rest. Um, and, again, Josh Richardson is horrible. Um, <laughs> it's just – it's pretty amazing to watch how bad he is. Um, but, I mean, it's the same old stuff. We just got to come out and play hard, and, and sometimes it just doesn't look like we're ready. And, and Rick needs to – I feel like just needs to have some sort of adjustment and, and, and start – going down deeper into the bench and, and lighting a fire under these guys. Cause with the way that Josh Richardson and Maxi play sometimes, they just need, I mean like Melly is a good energy guy. They just need something sometime. I just don't know what they need to do. Maybe it's just that they're not talented enough at this point, but they, they, they're just lacking something right now. You know, they are, but I'm, you know, it's, I, I love you guys that you make me feel less grumpy. I'm just going to like, we're going to revisit Richardson later. I do want to talk about it, but I do want to get through kind of, kind of the, the just overarching joy. I'm really glad that you turned back on the TV, Jack, that, that makes me happy uh, because you know, we should all get to experience stuff like this. I, I was uh, with the Clippers win in the, in the fall or summer, whenever the heck that was. Uh, I, I had my three, my four-year-old at the time. And when, when Luca hit the shot, my wife and I started screaming and my son thought he was in trouble. So he started crying. <laughs> and like, that's one of those things I'm going to remember till the end of time. And like these sorts of wins, like the, Oh, I'm going to remember the Luca floater shot on a Wednesday night in April in the COVID year. So I'm pretty psyched, but Jack, thanks for coming on up. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, just think, just think how much like momentum or just excitement in the franchise and with Luca himself came from that game winner versus the Clippers. Like, there, I, I believe in momentum. It's kind of a made up thing, um, but I believe in it. And Rick just had this quote of, "This is just one of those joyous nights." Like yes. that is going to feed into the the eighteen games to finish off the season, like. The momentum from that shot alone, um, he called him Houdini, right? Like, it's just that is going to be so 
just important and cool to see over the next few games if that truly – if we see a difference, if we see – because it was sluggish. I mean, like, Luca's first half was tough. Um, yeah. And I just – I can't wait to see just, like, this on commercials, this talked about for the next 24 hours on every national media. LeBron tweeted about Luca. Eat a um, dick, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> uh tyson chandler tweet it just seems like richard jefferson like i'm sure there's way more i haven't checked twitter in a while but everyone's talking about luca so it's going to be exciting to see if this truly does turn into momentum um at least for the next week or two or just the end of the season i agree well first i got to introduce a quick guest who i i let skip the line because he's got Yo! a job to do himself nick engstad of the locked on Yo! mavericks who i i jumped into this room and we're like the Mavs got to get better. They got to find somebody. This is – what are we talking no, about? We were just happy. One of the craziest game winners we've ever seen. We were happy. Oh, my gosh. My, my man my man was grumpy a little bit. You know what? I get the, I get the indication because you get up on stage and you're like, you know what? I'm going to talk. So, yeah, talk to me. Talk to me about it, Nick, before you, before you got to go. You got a job to do yourself. I do have a job to do. Man, what – like, what a game that – like – all the complaining we do about games that the Mavericks like dropped that they shouldn't. This was a game that they should have dropped, and Luca just willed them back into it. Like not even just the game winner, but remember that block he had on John Morant with like a minute something left. That block immediately leads to Porzingis's floater on the other end against Jonas. Like those kind of moments are this team maturing, and it's awesome to see. And they're gonna come more frequently more consistently obviously last year they were awful in the clutch this year they're a little bit better next year they're going to be a little bit better like some of this stuff is incremental we want it to all come at once and Luca is insane obviously and now all of a sudden our expectations are so high but some of this is incremental and tonight they got one that they didn't deserve well, and and I, I've been rambling about this more and more lately because you know I, and and again to to those of you who has asked me who have asked me these questions I'm not unhappy with you i get the inclination to look ahead but right now all i'm talking about is the now all i care about is is the next game i care about the standings i care about avoiding the play-in i care about what's going to happen next because i can't control any of that so you know looking ahead tens it it can't i get the inclination but it just kind of drives me nuts and so like that that's why because you know it's, it's a wednesday night i have to get up and go into the office in like five hours it sucks but, you know, this is fun, and I'm going to be thinking about this, and this is great. So, yeah, I, I, I whole, uh, 100% agree, Nick. Yeah. Uh, everyone, I'm seeing this is not the time to bash KP. If we want to, <laughs> if we want to go that direction, if we do want to go that direction, uh, go look at the very end and look at the celebration. <laughs> oh, no. Did he do it again? I didn't check. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that later. I'm not going to worry about it. All right, Nick, I'm going to bring somebody else up, but please hang out. Should <laughs> All you right, want man. To. Yeah. All right, so stuff. coming up next is returning guest, Xavier. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great. All right, perfect. So I, I kind of wanted to piggyback off of what you and Nick were saying in this. So I'll be honest. Lately, the past few weeks, Watching the Mavs just kind of gave me anxiety. You know, I was living and dying with every game, and I just wasn't enjoying myself watching the Mavs the way I was last year. And then I had to stop it. Then, like, you know what? I'm getting the opportunity to root for a generational player. We, right. l- we lucked out. 
you know, reluctant to getting Luke. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy the ride. If I'm being honest with myself, look, I don't think we have what it takes to win a championship this year. So fuck it. Let's just have as much fun as possible. So if we make it, in, if we have to go into the playing tournament, you know what? It's an extra game or two of exciting basketball that I get to watch my team. And, you know what? Today was just perfectly timed because once I had that revelation to just start having fun like a few days ago, this is just like the perfect thing that, you know, no matter what happens in the playoffs, I'm going to remember this shot next year. I'm going to remember it moving forward. So I'm just trying to enjoy the ride and not not let the expectations of the season really bring me down. And then lastly, what I'll say is I'm so excited. I'm getting my second vaccine shot in the morning. And in two weeks, the first thing I'm doing is I just bought my ticket to go watch the rematch in Memphis in two weeks. And I can't wait to go to Memphis and root for Luca. And I'm going to try and make it out the stadium without getting jumped, but no promises. But that's all I have to say. Thanks for the opportunity, Kirk. Sure thing, Xavier. You're up in New York, aren't you? You're a former Knicks fan that had to convert. No, no, no. No, lifelong Mavs fan. I've always hated the Knicks. I hated John Stocks and Patrick Ewing. I've been a Mavs fan since the Jason Kidd, Jamal Mavs. I love this. So not to age myself, I'm 35, but I've been a lifelong Um, Mavs fan. But now I'm in Atlanta. I only get to watch him once a year. So you know what? I'm taking the opportunity to take an hour flight to Memphis and watch him in person. And, you know, hopefully I get to see Luca and KP play. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for you too. Congratulations on getting the vaccine. And that's an excellent idea to just go to Memphis to see that. I love that idea. I really appreciate you coming up, Xavier. The $90 flight and the tickets are like, <laughs> fuck. Why to watch Luca's work? Right, you sir. only live once. Appreciate you, man. All right, coming up next, we're going to bring on Lance. Lance, my guy, what's going oh, on? Kirk. Good evening. How's oh, it going? We're talking again. We, we, we've spent yes. part Yes, it's been wonderful. So I have two quick points. One, I think Luca needs to get Maxi Kleba on a family plan because I didn't see him answer his phone the whole night. He was not hitting it's any tough. threes. I didn't see this little celebration. It's tough. Okay? That's fine. He'll, he'll bounce back. He's, he, But he looked like uh, when he was playing the Clippers in the playoffs. Two, for everyone talking negative about KP, he had some really good moments. One, that little drop step that led to a nice dunk. And then mm. when Dylan Brooks tried to take a charge, like half-ass take a charge, somehow I thought KP was going to get caught in that. And he kind of like mid-air like shifted and, and got to the rim without fouling him. So that was very impressive. And lastly, I mean, he did half-heartedly – Celebrate for Luca. He put his hands up or his arm, his finger up or something. So I thought not it was like he a didn't react too, though. He thought he was going to have to play ball again. I've rewound and watched what we've been talking. He thought he was going to have to play ball some more. He wasn't celebrating so? the whole thing. Yes, I do. I'm going to give the man the benefit of the doubt. Look at who's talking here. I've been kicking the shit out of KP for two years. This is my this is my deal. <laughs> I just, I just, he looked good. KP looked kind of good tonight, and and finally the Mavs actually realized that Valanciunas is an elite rebounder, and they started like clutter in the lane and help KP out. Cause I mean, KP's not built for that. He needs a little Jonas help. was getting away with so much shoving. My wife was asking why he wasn't getting called for those pushes. And the answer is they just don't call stuff like that. Not anymore. Not like if there's, if there's four dudes down there, there's not really going to be anything going on. Like uh, uh, someone in the chat, who is it? Carter Williams just noted that unsung hero is Dwight Powell. I actually wrote that in my, in my recap. Because Powell, of all people, against the grindy Memphis Grizzlies, had 12 points and eight boards. And some of them were tough. Like, there was, there was, that game was really one of those where, you know, had the Mavericks lost, I, I had a litany of it, you know, it, it was, uh, 
just going to be an entire, you know, Chris Jericho-style 90s list of, of complaints, either about the Mavericks, the refs, or the Grizzlies. And thank goodness I can just light that thing on fire. But one of them was going to be, you know, people in the chat are talking about this, about, about just how ticky-tack some of the Mavericks stuff were versus the fact that, you know, Dylan Brooks was – was just like I hated how much he was he was on Luca. Like I love the kind of defense. Like 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 uh, Brooks is kind of going to be one of those guys that I I would like show my son at some point. Like this is how you you really get in somebody's somebody's grill. But it, it just felt like there was a bit too much of that going on. And then you see on the other end, every time you like Jonas would flop his head back. There's just a lot of that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm really glad we don't have to complain about it. Instead, we can laugh and move on to the next thing. You know. Agreed. All right, Lance, thanks for coming up, man. I appreciate you as always. All right, coming up next, I'm going to bring on longtime friend of the show who's probably wondering why he, he's been waiting for so long. Grant. Grant, what's up? No, I, I, I've just been wondering uh, what your thoughts about uh, the fact that this game would have been completely different had Jaron played. I'm just wondering. Uh, I mean, you know how you, you know how I feel about Jaron Jackson Jr. He is, the, he is a, a special player who – they really love talking about how he and KP have the same kind of injury, which is just, I mean, it's not the same. We know this. And, and I'm, I'm the, you know, for, for non Mavs fans, uh, uh, the Memphis, Memphis is going to be an exciting team at some point, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a... yeah, yeah. I just, I just had to remind you before, uh, before he comes back next time and absolutely demolishes our, uh, non-existent paint presence. Well, well, what if, and hear me out here. Chris Epps for Zingas for Jaron Jackson Jr. Who says no? Not me. I'm just kidding, man. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Memphis. Jonathan notes in the chat, Memphis. Brandon, all these people just say Memphis repeatedly. What a great – oh, God, you guys are mean. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a horrible defender, Jason. He is an otherworldly defender. Come on. You're terrible. Get out of here. All right. Uh, Grant, you got anything else? I'm going to bring somebody else up here. No, sir. I'm just uh... – I'm happy. Yes, I'm happy. Tea is made. Happy for the shot. Happy for the shot. I am too. Thanks, man, for coming by. All right. So coming up next, we have Tyler. Tyler, what's going on? Man, what did we do to deserve going from Dirk to Luga like this? I mean, I would say some of those early two thousand, like two thousand six, getting beat by the Lakers in the early two thousands. Like I've suffered a lot, so I'm really freaking psyched to have Luca Don. Oh yeah, we've been through it, but like. What no team deserves this. Like this is incredible. But um the main thing, couple of things that I took from that game. Number one, KP in that first half kind of scoring a little bit to kind of keep us in the keep us attached while uh, Luca was going through it there for a minute. I felt that was a kind of a big moment in the game. And then secondly, Josh Richardson should be so thankful that Luca is a god or else I would be going scorched earth on his bum self. No, but we're not going to. We're not going to. Absolutely it's, it's, not. Not, not today. Yeah. No, because at a certain point, I'm just going to address this. We've been talking for 20 minutes. At a certain point, the pendulum has to swing back for Josh Richardson. You know, when 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 the, uh, the announcers, like I wasn't even looking because I was taking notes for the game, but at one point I heard uh, the announcers say, Josh Richardson spinning, shooting, missing. And I'm like, well, Josh Richardson went wrong when he was spinning because the man does like a Ryu uh, style, like street fighter kick where he's doing something wild and like the ball just go. I, I hate watching him shoot. It drives me nuts. Um, but it, it was, it was fun to, to, you know, it, get through this and not have to be mad about him. I'll save my being mad about him for. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Today is not that day. Yeah. I mean, that Lucas shot is the sort of thing. If you go to MazMoneyBall.com, which I recommend everybody do, and at least, you know, reload the page a uh, hundred times or so, because that gets me clicks. The The photo that, that the USA Today had that I could use for my recap, it shows his shot. And I have, like, from the angle that they took it, it was clearly somebody up on the second level. It is insane that this shot went in. The, 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 court le- the shot that we got on TV was not near as, it, like, it looks weird, but it looks like the kind of thing you'd see somebody throw up and pick up just messing around. It's insane. I, I loved it. Make it the new logo. Well, Tyler. Jerry West. <laughs> you got anything else for us, Tyler? Nope, Luca's got I love it. You have a good night, man. Appreciate you. All right, coming up next, we're going to bring on Michael Lewis. Hi, Michael. How are you? Doing good. How are y'all? We're really thrilled. Uh, I'll be honest. I have some negative comments, but I'm going to save them since we're celebrating tonight. Uh, but the thing I wanted to ask and point out is it seems like Dwight – is slowly coming back fully from his injury. Like early games, you could tell he just didn't have the same bounce. But he had an alley-oop tonight. He had some great rebounds. And I think he's slowly coming back to what we saw pre-injury. What do you all think? Ooh, this is this is an interesting one. So the big picture take on this, and I heard a lot of chatter. Um, I, I, I talked to a lot of reporters, but I don't do any reporting because that just serves to get me looking stupid. But different people who I know kind of chit-chat with team officials say that there was inquiries about Dwight Powell heading up to the trade deadline. Now, the reason for that, which sounds bizarre to me and anybody else here who has seen Dwight Powell play basketball, is he just doesn't look right. But the kind of assumption around the league is that recovering or, you know, coming back to baseline, I think maybe would be the best assumption for for anybody that tears an Achilles is that it's an 18-month injury. So Dwight Powell tore his Achilles on either January 20th or 21st. And the fact that he was playing basketball again in December uh, is pretty wild relative to that. So there's some school thought in that he might get something back. Now, I don't know. Luca threw him a, a oop that he, like, slammed off the front of the rim in the first half. But with him, it just seems to be very momentum-based, where when he looks good, he looks real good. And then when he looks bad, we all collectively scream, you know, at our TVs that, why can he play? But I'm glad he came through tonight because he was huge. Yeah, he was great tonight. Um, 12 points, eight boards, six or seven from the field. I did say, I, I, or I did think that there was this one moment, I think Jalen Brunson drove into the paint, kind of left his feet and then dropped the ball for Dwight Powell. And I, I want to say he did like a one-step drop step and then exploded and, 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 and dunked the ball, which looked like w- more bouncy than I've seen recently. Um, so, I mean, he played his role perfectly tonight. I think he had 15 minutes or something like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this was a great Dwight Powell game, but like Kirk said, I mean, the lows are really low. And then when he does this role, well, um, like tonight, I mean, it's, it's, it's evident he played, he grabbed that really, um, important rebound, uh, the second missed free throw, which was huge. Cause we were struggling rebounding the ball. KP was struggling rebounding the ball with Valanciunas. And so, yeah, um, Dwight Powell was awesome. Yeah, I definitely don't think he's anywhere near back to being uh, starter caliber or getting some serious minutes. But the 15 minutes a night like tonight would be really helpful the rest of the month of the regular season and then whatever the playoffs look like. So thanks, guys. I appreciate you all having me. 
Error. Man, I can't. Okay, I wasn't muted. My bad. I wasn't talking for a second. Yeah, thanks as always for coming up. All right, coming up next, we have Michael. Michael, how you doing, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm just glad it was Grayson Allen who uh, missed those two free throws. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't. That I felt can't. good. That oh, felt it, good. Was, it was amazing. Just another shot at Ted Cruz. Um, anyways, I, so I told my wife that if somehow we pulled off winning this game with two seconds left, I was like, I'm going to be an optimistic Mavs fan the rest of the season. So I guess I have to stick by that. I, yeah, and... Well, it's a shame Michael Bivens isn't in here, a uh, friend of the show as well. <laughs> but he, he makes me look happy. And so I, I wonder how he reacted to this thing. Because, you know, it's so easy. It's it's easy to be grumpy. It's 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 just and, – and, and, you know, this is why I, I always ask Tim to join when he can because Tim is just – you know, he, he enjoys the, the fun part of this, whereas I sometimes revel in the bullshit. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but – I just don't have enough real life NBA fans in my life to like keep me grounded and be like, shut up. This is supposed to be fun. And like, this is why it was fun. It was like 47 minutes and you know, 58 seconds of suck and then two seconds of glory. And it was worth the whole thing. It really was. And especially in a night where it felt like all the bounces were going the the Grizzlies way with that one, three point shot by Tim from the corner that was basically at the bottom of the net and somehow came out, made me scream the top of my lungs because so I was like I, I saw three or four shots from the Grizzlies just dance around on the rim and they fell down and then that for Tim didn't go in so it oh yeah it, it, it was nice to finally get one that we didn't deserve um but before I go I just want to shout out Jalen Brunson had a great bounce back game he only had eight points but nine assists and eight rebounds on four or five shooting that's it wasn't flashy but I don't know if we win that game without Jalen doing that absolutely not you're right got to grad didn't even talk about him he was so important you're absolutely right thanks for bringing that up some of those fourth quarter buckets were huge that turnaround in the in the paint was awesome the Um, floater game was back for him in a big way yeah tonight was a huge rebound game um he had a struggling week um we all know that we all saw that uh, Michael, well, uh, welcome aboard the Optimistic Mavs Fan uh, Club. <laughs> I'm glad uh, to have yeah. you on board. Hey, uh, real quick, it. Michael, when, when you saw that shot go in, did you think it was a two or a three? Um, to be honest, I thought it was a two, and also I just kind of froze in shock because I said, what the hell is Luca doing falling over? And <laughs> Kirk, it took. did you think it was a two or a three at first when you saw it live? I thought. I guess it was you didn't two. see it live. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I looked up, but I mean, I okay. wasn't like totally, it, it felt like a two because he, Luke is such a big guy that I was just like, there's no way that's a three pointer. Like look where his second, his second step was basically at the elbow. And so like, I didn't know stumbled. it was the three. I didn't know it was the three until like 15 seconds of my shirt off. I ran into the kitchen, <laughs> checked back the screen and they're like, it, the score was, you know, 114, 113 or whatever. Um, there's this really cool video on the Dallas maps, Twitter of Luca walking baseline, you know, with his arms up, are you not entertained arms? And Tim Tim Hardaway is all over his back, and there's some Memphis fan or maybe he's a part of the organization because he's in a suit on the baseline, has a, his hand up that's pointing two fingers, and Tim Hardaway goes, no, nah, that's a three, bro, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I imagine the whole arena was confused as we were, uh, which just makes the, the moment even that more fun. Agree, agree. Well, thank you, Michael, for coming up. Thank you.
All right, let's see who we got next here. We're going to get to a few more people, and then I, you know what? Who knows? I won't go to bed. We'll see. Jason, what's up? Thank you for coming on again. Okay, I'm here. All right. Luca is a clutch motherfucker. Holy cow. Grayson Allen does not have a clutch gene, and Luca does. Oh, my goodness. He is insane, and it's amazing that we get to watch him every night. I'm so and glad I... I didn't have to talk about Grayson Allen in my recap. I'm so glad we just like we can just be like, okay, that's the Grayson Thank fucking God. Thank fucking God. And second point, I'll be out of here, and that's – I mean, I was sitting on Dwight Powell in the chat while you're talking about him having trade value, but – I looked this up on Basketball Reference. He's shooting 63% over the past 12 games. Maybe there is something to this. Isn't that wild? He's injured. He's coming back. He's looked so bad. I I thought he should have been cut. There was a point (laughs) in the year. it It was within the last three weeks where someone showed me different Mavericks players uh, effective field goal pos- uh, 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 percentage with Luca on the floor versus Luca off. With Luca off the floor at one point in the year, and this was with like 35 or 40 games, Powell was shooting uh, an effective field goal percentage of 25. <laughs> so, like, something's working for him, and I don't know what it is, but it's awesome. It's a great game, great game, everyone. I'll get out of here. Thanks, all. Thanks, man. All right, coming up next, we have Brandon. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know what? No, I'm doing freaking great, Kirk. <laughs> good. I like um, to hear it. Yeah, I actually wanted to also continue this uh, this Powell love here. Um, I've actually wanted to talk about it the past couple games. We just keep losing, so don't really want to bring that up. Sure. But I feel like because he was hurt last year, we forgot as a fan base that March and April is when Dwight Powell actually comes out to play brilliant basketball. Oh, what a great take. Keep going. (laughs) Like, every year we would talk about, like, is this real? Is this not? Like, by the end of the year, I would buy myself back into Powell and convincing myself that he was worth, you know, his spot on the team. And, of course, come next fall, he looks like the Powell that gets zero rebounds in 15 minutes. But this is an unbelievable take, and I'm jealous (laughs) <laughs> what? Because I mean, we spent we spent the better part of what 2017 and 2018 being mad that like Dwight Powell was good in April. This is outstanding. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a oh, God! I cannot believe I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking about that as he's wrestling these offensive rebounds away from like Jonas Valanciunas or stripping him and then diving out of bounds and getting the ball back to I think it was Finney Smith. I he was he was incredible tonight, and he, he's. Like everybody said, he's been having a great uh, great past couple weeks. So I, I do really hope he is actually back. He does add that vertical presence that Lucas sorely misses, you know, being able to get to the rim. And, I mean, he's just a great dude all around. So ho- hopefully he is back for real. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, May- April Dwight is amazing. Maybe May Dwight is even better. This is great. This is great. I was I was talking with a uh, with an exec at SB Nation today, and he was kind of asking me, you know, what do you get out of this? Like, why are why are you doing this? Just kind of trying to get feedback. And I was like, look, man, I think a lot of thoughts. I talk a lot of shit, but there's still a lot of people out there who think of things that I don't. And this is why we do these. So, Brandon, you're a hero. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, as always. Tim, you look like you had a thought there. You unmuted for a second. You got anything? That was a good take. I hadn't thought about 
April Dwight Powell in two years. We haven't needed and to. This is to excellent. Think that that was because we were tanking. Oh boy, <laughs> would it be nice to see him finish the season strong? He did look yeah. less goofy tonight. I will say, like he was a much more, I don't know, just stronger. Maybe is the right word for that. Sure. It's not as not as floppy, not as weird with his arms, and just going up strong with the ball. He he always yeah. has those weird layups where he like double clutches when he absolutely doesn't need to. Um, just go to the rim. So, man, I'm here for it. I hope that's true. Well, and, and and to add on top of that, now that I'm thinking about it, it was a Memphis game two years ago. Uh, what what was it? Uh, gosh, what was that big guy's name? Uh, him and Devin Harris had, like, an epic game that they beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And then uh, when Dallas, you know, didn't win the lotto, but but the Grizzlies and, and Pelicans did. Gosh, who was it? Salah, thank you. Thank you. What is wrong with me? Solid Measure is, is, a, is a Mavericks cult legend. All right, so I'm going to bring up next uh, Carter Williams, who's been waiting patiently. Carter, thank you. How's it going? Hey, Kirk. Thanks for having me. Um, just what a hilariously dumb game that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, just having like the typical night where we have the just completely random dude on the other team going off tonight. It was Grayson Allen. Just felt like he was putting the knife in our backs the whole night. And then <laughs> watching him miss those two free throws was just golden. And then, I mean, seeing Luca put the team on his back again, just making that absurd shot, the three-point floater, when we had no business winning was just phenomenal. I mean, t- fans can complain all they want, but, I mean, hard to, hard to complain after a night like this. This is awesome. That's right. That's right. So I just got a DM from a, a, and you know, anybody, you know, I hope you guys talk to me on Twitter. I try to respond to as many people as I can, so long as I'm not like getting in trouble at work. But uh, somebody that, that DMs me is a Atlanta based Maz fan. His name is at Maxie Shepard. Just sent me a message. I'm so glad Luca remembered it was my birthday there last second. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like it's great. What a, uh, God, I feel so good about this. Thanks, Carter. You got anything else for us? No, nah, no. Nah. Appreciate you having me on, Kurt. Sure thing, man. You too. All right. Coming up next is our friend from the other side of the world, Andrew Bentley. Andrew, how are you? Doing well this evening. Anytime Mavs win is a good win. It is a good win. It is, and you're, you're going to be I up am the rest sorry. of the day. I'm sorry to interrupt, y'all. This is breaking news that we sure. haven't talked about yet. Luka Doncic won his first defensive player of the game belt. Whoa! Yes, breaking news, y'all. If this night can't can't get any better, man, that's that's just the cherry on top. I don't know what he did to deserve that. Thinking about it, the shot is enough, though. The, that block with the, in the last minute of the game, we just <laughs> I, blocked. Oh, the shot that's true. With it. Yes, absolutely. Where he made John Morant look like his little stepchild. Yes, I love yes, it. That one. I love it. Well, Andrew, what did you have before uh, before Tim very uh, quite reasonably I, I had yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, sorry. cut us off? Yeah, quite reasonably. Uh, one quick point to add on to the Powell Love Fest: he came down with that key rebound on the missed free throw. And how many times over the past years have the Mavs needed a crucial rebound on a missed free throw and given up the offensive rebound to the other team? Mm, that's a good point, because I saw Jonas uh, push KP under the basket on a couple of those and was so glad it wasn't for more points. Yeah, no, that's that's yes. a really that's a really good one. So, yeah, just the drive he had to get that one, and he just he sold out to get that rebound. 
He did. And he, yeah. I actually thought he got fouled and was worried he was going to go to the free throw line. And I was like, oh, no, this is how that That's, game's going to end. Yeah, oh, dear. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Okay, so I'm going to bring up, uh, as a request from the crowd, I, 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 I uh, asked a friend of the program, and everybody better be nice to him because I, I talk to him every day. Matt Moore. Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> that good? I have, I, I have, I, I, can I play heel? Can I do that? Yeah, of okay course. No, we, that's why I invited you. We need it. It's been 30 okay. minutes. Extremely Paul George voice. It was a bad shot. It was a bad <laughs> shot. He didn't mean to hit it. He didn't even think he was going to hit it. He said post game he was surprised he hit it. They played terrible. That possession before that one was a damn train wreck. I cannot believe you won that game. It was a bad shot. You should have lost. Did you have any bets on that game? That's not something we're going to talk about. We're not talking about that right now, Kirk. That's not a discussion that we're having on the Grizzlies' second-half money line. That's not a conversation we're having. Uh, you're a good sport for coming on. I appreciate this, and I hope actually yelling that into the phone feels better because if uh, I was told you were you were having moments on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, needs to like, say this. Everyone's very mad. Everyone's very mad that I was like, that's a shitty way to lose. And then, like, everyone's just like, What? But great win, you guys. You guys are pro- probably that's like that increases your chances of winning division by like probably thirty percent, which means that your three way tiebreakers all go to you if you wind oh, up with a three way tie. That's a great pull. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. So good win, right. I guess. Terrible <laughs> shot. <laughs> You're a good sport. Thank you, Matt. All right, I'm going to bring up other people. Sorry to let him jump the line. Sean Coleman, you've been waiting forever. Sean, how are you? Hey, Kirk, how are you tonight, sir? Um, you know, you've had to hear me for a while. I'm doing okay. Uh, it's a pleasure to finally get the chance to talk with you. I've been a long-time fan of yours. I just wanted to step up and say congratulations to y'all on the win, though, unfortunately, on the other side, it doesn't feel too good. So Sure. Sure. But I, I had, just... uh, I think, a, a Hoop City Hellcat, uh, Amy, Amy Stegmeyer, basically send me a whole bunch of nasty messages right as the game went over. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Amy. You know, it's just, it's one of those. Well, I'll tell you this. It was a, it was a fun game, you know, and the thing that I'll say is from a Grizzlies perspective, it was fun to see how we matched up against a team in Dallas. Who's basically been a top 10 team since the, you know, start of February. I'll tell you this also to me, what stood out about Dallas was that a formula to win was there against the top 10 defense. We, the Grizzlies did at least a decent job. You know, being able to, you know, keep Luca quiet. And from there, the rest of the team kept them in the game and Luca took over. So I think that that certainly is an encouraging sign. I think it's encouraging for both teams. Dallas with the contributions from across the roster with Luca acting like an MVP at the end and Memphis being able to hold their own with some key guys out. So just oh, a sure. phenomenal game. Decades no, the- long glimpse here. The, the Southwest division is some nonsense and I'm not happy. And I, they need to figure something out long term because it's just like, oh yeah, then, and then there's Zion Williamson way down in the standings, like that. Like there's just something not right about this because there's a lot of unbelievable young players in this division. Even the Spurs are good. It's annoying. It's annoying. It really is. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why Dallas is at the top of the division now, and they have the brightest future of them all, and that's Luca. So congrats on him. Congrats on the win. Look forward to talking with you with y'all in the future. Have a great night, sir. You too, man. Appreciate it.
All right, coming up next, uh, Matt Phillips, who said he wasn't going to talk and then asked to talk anyways. Hi, Matt. Uh, hey, yeah, so I was here a little longer. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to come up and talk uh, is I I disagree on all of the it was a terrible game. It wasn't. One, which this is going to sound weird because of the Valentinia stuff, we actually won the rebounding battle. We had one more rebound than they did. Saw that. Don't know how that happened. That feels like wizardry. It's because we all rebounded. This is the thing. They Obviously, they had Valanciunas with 15, and I don't think we had anybody with more than eight. But we had, like, six or seven people with six or more. And I don't think they had anybody besides Valanciunas with more than five. And so we gang rebounded, which is what you have to do when somebody's being dominant like that. The one thing I will disagree with Mr. Moore from uh, the Locked On podcast, whatever, uh, I don't think that's a bad shot. Because to me, what it is is a bad shot is the uh, the Dame Lillard type, hey, we'll pull up with two seconds left and, you know, we'll intentionally get into that shot. That was just, it was a prayer, obviously. But that's one of Luca's underrated talents is that he always gets a shot off, which everyone gets one off at the end of the game. But that is one thing. He always gets a shot off. And that's one thing that hurts his percentages. That's a good point. I like that. And, you know, I'm glad that it went in in the sense of not only did they win, but now he didn't have to bitch about, like, a non-foul call because, like, he really wasn't touched. He fell forward, and there was no one around him. And I'm glad we don't have to have that, that like, you know, that Zapruder film-style discussion. Oh, absolutely. There's that. And then also uh, on the KP stuff, I I, I watched it again after – once, like I, KP wasn't ultra excited at the beginning because he thought he was about to have to play again. He thought the game was still going, and so you're not going to act like you just won the game when he thought he got it off. Which and two, once they knew it was over, when they're having like the little group thing at the end, he's as excited as anybody else. I there. agree. Yeah. So I mean, like there are times to complain. This ain't one of them. Um, nope. I don't really have a whole lot more to say than that, other than just Luca. I love it. But, Thank you as always, pretty Matt. Much it. All right, we're got a couple more people. Uh, Caleb, you've been waiting forever. Caleb, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, you know, people giving love to Brunson, people giving love to Powell, and deservedly so. I want to give some love to J.J. Redick. Um, you know, I hope he never puts the ball down again. Those turnovers were really annoying, but when he did what they brought him here to do, he was successful. And I'm hoping he's not just on some, like, hard 15-minute restriction. I hope this is something where if he's playing well, Rick will play, play him uh, 20, 25 minutes a night because I think – I don't know exactly whose minutes will take, but I think his shooting is way more valuable than um, the minutes he's currently getting, even though I know it's just been two games. Yeah, two of his turnovers came off of handoffs. I, I just think it's it's that's going to come with repetition, uh, with reps, with time. And so, you know, I, I didn't, you know, four turnovers is not great, obviously, in his limited amount of playing, but they weren't too bad. Um, he got into some pretty, pretty bad situations just because of a unclean handoff. But him going three or four from the field and hitting those threes um, is exactly what we need from him when he's on the court. And so, yeah, if he can get more and more comfortable, if he can get um, just playing more minutes, I'm not sure exactly how he's feeling um he does look older <laughs> um but he can shoot man and that's that's what we need in that second unit absolutely and when luke is on the floor with him um i'm just yeah i just i think jj maybe luke is like the only people i think when they shoot i feel like it's going to go in 
which is a huge, huge um, plus for them. Yeah, it's exciting. They've been missing shooting like this since Seth was gone. They needed this, I think. I, I'm really delighted. Just just to walk away from this sort of thing feels so good. Well, thanks, thanks, Caleb, for coming on. You got anything else? Just hopefully DeMar DeRozan gives what he gave us to the Blazers on Friday, hopefully. Great. Uh, I love standings watching. There was what a really long uh, discussion today uh, with with a variety of people about kind of the plan. And, like, the fact that we care this much to wonder, like, who's going to happen 7, 8, 9, 10 is kind of proving the point of why the plan could be good, even if the Mavericks aren't, you know, entered or wherever. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. But thank you, Caleb, for coming on. All right, last Last but not least, we have – oh, I guess we've got two more people. I'm going to let everybody come on. Doug. Doug, what's going on? Doug, can you hear me? Sometimes the audio doesn't work the first time. So, uh, exit out and try – hi, Doug. There you go. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, real fast, uh, one of the things that I, I really liked about how things came down the stretch, not just the shot, obviously – but usually it seems like the Mavs offense usually gets very stagnant and they scored 16 points in the last four and a half minutes, which doesn't seem like that happens very often. And so it was not only obviously the miracle shot, but also uh, I think they hit three threes in that last four and a half minutes. And so really happy about that because there's so many times it seems like there's a lot of standing around and last, you know, end of the shot clock shots going up and so just really liked how uh the it seemed seemed like they were still very aggressive obviously they had to be but uh i like the fact that they scored 16 in the last four and a half minutes i like that i didn't even notice that that's really something appreciate that one yep thanks for having me on sure thing doug all right uh coming on uh next we're gonna have david david thanks for joining again you there Eh, no audio. audio. There it is. Oh, how's it going? Good. Hey, uh, so so uh, Josh Richardson, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> is there going to be a point, you think, in the rest of this season where Rick finally decides to tinker a little bit more with the starting lineup and maybe insert Brunson or somebody that's not just a train wreck on offense most of the most nights? I really – if if their schedule was harder, the answer would be yes. Uh but I think that they're going to try to let him play through this and just hope it doesn't tank games because as, as bad or as inconsistent as he's been, he's not this bad. He's just not, I, he drives me nuts. I bag on everyone on the team. It's kind of my go-to some of the things that he's doing. It's just like a man trying to play himself out of a funk. And he, you know, he hit a three that was pretty wild. Uh, it's just some of the things I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm really not it. You know, he's getting more attempts than let's say, uh, uh, some of the guys that were on the team last year. It, he just needs to figure something out. And I think he'll get it. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll all collectively cross our fingers. And the last thing real quick, uh, any thoughts on Melly, Boban and Willie all getting DNPs tonight? So Boban is a is only going to play certain circumstances. Willie Cauley Stein, if he had COVID, which we do not know, I don't understand what happened there, but it's going to take him a while to get his wind back. Um, the fact that he got thrown in against Embiid was really both like you know it was like kind of it was just like the meanest possible reintroduction. <laughs> Melly was uh-huh. interesting. I, I'm really kind of surprised about Melly. Um, 
maybe you know his dead cat bounce has finally kind of worn itself out because he's just he, he might not be very good is is kind of the struggle that we're running with there so yeah yeah that's all that, that's kind of my cool. thought tim do you have any thoughts no nah, i agree with you melly's the only one of those three that really you know we, I guess this is just, you know, we don't really know why he wouldn't have played in this situation. It's not like the matchup was, you know, a, a matchup that he wouldn't be able to, to contribute. So I don't know. Maybe just Rick playing with the lineups, giving Dwight Powell the moment, um, giving him the minutes tonight for whatever reason. But yeah, um, no, nothing more. Well, I appreciate Sweet. it, Thanks guys. Know, man. Sure thing, David. Appreciate you. All right. So for Kirk and for Tim Yeager, a.k.a. House Mavericks, everybody should follow on Twitter. I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor. I'm asking you to go to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a written review, make fun of me, claim Josh needs to come back. Don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to be any day now. Uh, those sorts of things have been really helpful. We're, we're really doing, in the big picture of basketball podcasts, you know, we're small fries, but in, in the world of team-based podcasts, we're doing nicely. And it's because of support from people like you. I'd really uh, appreciate it if you go and, and you need to leave a review or leave a star rating, something like that. It'd be wonderful for us. Mavs Moneyball podcast. Uh, tell your friends, this is, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing these. We're going to figure out how I can do it and stay sane and stay married. Uh, my wife is not super thrilled with me at the moment, but uh, hey, you know, basketball's fun, and there's only uh, so much of uh, games we get to talk about Luca hitting, running, stumbling game winners. This has been outstanding. It's been a lot of fun, and everybody uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We will talk again Friday night. Uh, the Mavericks play somebody. Ooh, they play the New York Knicks. So we'll be back in here again. Everyone have a great Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.